podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Episode 137 of the hashtag Dishnomics Podcast. Make sure you check out last week's regarding if we do get paid enough. So I explore, is our salary enough? And if it is enough, why are we living in a seemingly more difficult time than our parents and our grandparents did financially? So make sure you check that out. Very quick podcast, but straight to the point of a lot of good information. Don't forget, Trend End Sundays, by the time you've heard this podcast, the next one will be on the 16th, so that's Valentine's weekend. You've got no excuse. You've already done your Valentine's Day thing on a Friday or Saturday. So make sure you come down. Tickets on shubs.com. Follow at Trending without the G at the end. Trending Sundays on IG. You should see it. And hopefully we see you on the 16th. Anyway, Brexit. Uh, so as of 11pm on the 31st of January... The United Kingdom has finally left the EU. Brexit has been three and a half years in the making. What the referendum vote was in June 2016. And finally, in January 2020, Brexit is finally Brexit finally means Brexit. It's been a long road. The UK has been part of this process of being in, in line with Europe for a good 47 odd years. And now it's finally over. So, what happens now? Well, the UK has a few requests. So, everybody wants to know about trade. What's going to happen with trade? What are we going to do? We're going to strike a trade deal with the EU. We're going to go strike a deal with China, the USA, East the NHS on the table, all these things. Well, the UK intend on trying to reach a free trade agreement. They intend on trying to reach um, cooperation in terms of security, which is very important, very important, you know, important. And... One of the other key things is new fishing arrangements, but I'm not too sure how much dishonest listeners really care about the fishing arrangements. And obviously, a lot of work regarding the Irish backstop. Regarding yes, um, on the Friday, I think it was the, yeah, Friday 31st, loads of Brexit parties were held <laughs> at pubs, of course, and social clubs, bare Union Jack flags and all sorts. And then on the flip side, the pro-EU people... There was quite a few demonstrators, demonstrations, especially stage. There was a march stage outside Whitehall, and that was kind of like a bid farewell to the EU, which I find really, really weird. Like, fam, stay calm. Some of the stuff that's happened so far, um, so this is quite a lot of the admin stuff. So the union flag has been removed from all EU institutions in Brussels. So yeah, like, oh, like these men aren't really with us anymore. Fuck these youths. Like, let's take the flag down. There's a new 50p to mark this occasion that's going to be entering circulation. So that's something to look out for as well. And off the back of this, um, uh, Mrs Sturgeon um, from Scotland, she's calling for another Scottish referendum. She's trying to be like, nah, blood, like, we ain't trying to be part of this, this madness. In terms of what impacts us directly, like straight away, most of the laws that were from the EU will still be in place including probably the most important one to many of us in terms of holidays and work and family um, freedom of movement, we'll still be able to move freely with our passports within the EU um, until the 31st of December 2020. 
So up until the end of this year, freedom movement is still active. It may be it may be prolonged depending on what um, Brussels and um, the Prime Minister and Co agree. Obviously, as I said earlier, Boris and them, they want a free trade deal. They want something similar to what the EU have with Canada. The EU leaders do say that it's going to be very difficult to um, agree on that within this year. So basically, we've got a year to agree a trade deal, which is very, very, very ambitious because trade deals are... It's not like you're signing an EE contract. You'll think about all different types of industries... There's going to be a lot of mathematics involved, a lot of um, legal um, legal stuff involved. So that's going to be a very, very big deal. And obviously, you've got to balance the expectations of both sides of the coin. Like the French president, Macron, he wrote an open letter. He was like, yo, fam, like, basically... Now, obviously, man wasn't trying to be a pagan during the process, but I can't lie, we're kind of sad that this has happened. Da, 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 da. So it's a very interesting point now, um, interesting time period in... UK political, in fact, just UK history in general. Um, I'm not even sure how, what Brexit podcast this is that I've done. I must have done like 10. <laughs> it's been ongoing for so many years and finally we have the Brexit that the people narrowly voted for, 51% to 49% if I remember correctly in June 2016. What's interesting is all the discourse around it and it's kind of brought up this kind of lame-ish that we're seeing for the last three years, especially when something big regarding Brexit was on the agenda, where I think on Twitter on Friday, hashtag thick was trending. And that was from like mainly pro-EU people like calling the voters to leave EU thick. And don't get me wrong, I do believe that some of the, some of the voters that voted to leave the EU weren't well-informed, were voting off false pretenses um, and also voting off just terrible narratives and assumptions and just pure ignorance but also people also voting off base of information and the irony of that people voting to remain some of them is on the same wavelength some based off information and learning some based on poor narratives some based on just guesswork and just ignorance so when and this just shows the divide in a country and almost a divide almost I won't even say between left and right I'll just say between left and the rest of the world bruv like you can't keep doing this because you're going to alienate the people that you want to vote on your side. And if you think your your way of politics and society and economics is in the best interest of the country, then surely you want to communicate that message so people take it in. It's just strange. So what has this whole Brexit um, debacle, I like to call it debacle, should have, should have um, told us? One referendums that are based on things that are quite technical in terms of economics, politics, um, and all those type, all, and all of the above, mathematics come involved, history. I don't think a question should be posed like the Brexit question, should we leave the EU? Because a lot of people aren't even that well informed. There should have been a larger, larger, larger process where it was purely unadulterated factual information with arguments on both sides. No bias, no propaganda. So then people can, if you're then going to answer that question, people now have the information and they can make a rational choice 
whether for whatever side it may be, or a rational choice, but at least they've had the ability to make it logical. Instead, we went down on a complete propaganda whirlwind from both sides, which divided the country, which we've been which has not allowed the country to move forward with other objectives. Brexit has been on on a docket for three and a half years. It swallowed two prime ministers. And arguably um, Jeremy Corbyn, that probably panned his ass as well. Pammed out David Cameron, he had to dip. Theresa May came in, she had to go. And then Boris seemingly was the one that wanted to give what public slightly wanted more on average because they won the what's it called they won the referendum and if you look at the the brexit brexit voting lines because in terms of the general election the, the, the people that had hardcore views on brexit he won those constituencies so brexit has been completely overshadowed everything and understandably so but it just was not an efficient process also it should have, it should have taught us that just be, don't think outside of your bubble. The experiences of people in Middlesbrough, Newcastle, Stoke, Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, is going to be starkly different from the people in London, Reading, Slough, Deep Essex, Deep Surrey, Enfield, Hertfordshire. Different experience. Different experience. I really hope that... Brexit could be fine, like they can get a decent trade deal. I'll be big in analysis as and when. And yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Like, I want to, I might do a podcast, I will, not I might, I will do a podcast on a reflection of the EU, like a completely unbalanced, I mean, completely balanced analysis of the EU um, and of the Eurozone in terms of the economic segment UK. We didn't have the, um, the Euro, so we were cool on that. And yeah, any questions regarding this, hello at disonomics.com, hashtag disonomics on Twitter, um, at underscore nomics on Twitter, at disonomics on IG, at disonomics pod on IG. And yeah, until next week, peace out, A-Town Down. Sports Social Podcast Network.